Encouraging conversation in rethinking education with teachers, authors, and thought leaders from around the world. This is EDU with an Edge. And here are your hosts, Craig Badura and Tim Holes. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Craig Badura here for another episode of EDU with an Edge. Bringing you a special episode today. I have three students here, minus Tim Hull. So sorry, Tim. Uh, Tim is actually at another school today, so unfortunately he is unable to join us. But we are here chatting with three of my students in my digital innovations class, and we are talking about a book that we just got done reading. Does anybody want to name the title of the book that we just got done reading and who it's by? Caitlin. Legacy versus Likes by Mike Smith. By Mike Smith. So I'm going to take a second here and let each of these... Uh, students introduce themselves. Why don't you go ahead and start? I'm Dawson. Um, I go to Aurora Middle School. I'm Nikki, and I go to Aurora Middle School, too. I'm Caitlin, and I go to Aurora Middle School also. And thank you, you guys, for joining me on my podcast today. Are you a little bit nervous right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we no. were just getting set up here. Obviously, you can't watch podcasts, but we were a little nervous here and getting going, and it's just kind of, uh, it's interesting. Do you guys listen to podcasts at all? No. no. Not at all. You've never, has anybody ever listened to even part of a podcast? No. I've nope. listened to part of one. Like, and I see a, the app, but I just don't click on it. So you see the app, but you don't click on it. So Nikki, you, what was the podcast that you listened to? Was it? Uh, it was about music. So. About music. And you just were Weird. like, no, I don't like listening to people talk, so I'm going to shut it down. Is that... A little, kind of, because so, they got off topic a lot. <laughs> so I think so. that's easy to do. So I think it's interesting when teaching this generation of students, I don't see a lot of podcast uh, um, kids that listen to podcasts a lot. So maybe this will change some of your perspectives and you'll, we just started a passion project today. Maybe you'll find something that you're passionate about and be able to learn something by listening to podcasts. Okay. So if you're just joining us again, we are leading, reading the book Legacy Versus Likes by Mike Smith. And I'm just going to start... Uh, what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? What did you, who could give us a little summary of what were the, what were the first impressions when you saw the book? It's really not a normal size book, is it? And so tell us, what, what did you think Dawson about the book when you first picked it up and you kind of leaf through, thumb through the pages? What did you think? Uh, when I first picked up the book, I was like, this is small, my size. I like small books. Um, looks pretty good. I mean, Legacy versus Likes, I could tell it's going to be a kind of inspiring book. What did you notice about the inside? Was it packed from cover to cover with words? It was, no. it was very no, like it was open very, space. Yeah. yeah well, what did you like about the layout? Because I, I think Mike has gold with the way he laid this book out. What did you notice about the chapters? He has challenges. Can you guys talk, give, give the listener uh, um, give them a glimpse into what this book looks like if they, obviously they don't, and they might have it in their hands, but w- what's it look like for those of them that don't have a copy of this? In the middle of the chapter, he kind of just like has this blue page and then he just like starts talking about a completely unrelated thing. <laughs> There's like a metaphor for each chapter, right? So yeah. when, when he talks a lot about the devices mm-hmm. and stuff. So he starts out with his story. Uh, we learn a lot about Mike and does anybody want to talk about what, I guess, something that really sticks out. Let's just go from there because, what are there, a total of six or seven chapters? I think, is it six? Um, Maybe seven um, with the end there? eight. Eight chapters. Okay, so what sticks out to you? And I'm going to go around to each of you, and then we'll just kind of maybe strike up conversations off that. Caitlin, you want to start? 
Oh, what stuck out to me yeah. in the first so, chapter? Yeah, so those of you that are listening here, it's amazing seeing these kids' books right now because they have like 65 bookmarks in each of these. And this book is only, how many pages is it, you guys? Like 160 pages. Yeah. And it's so cool. We could probably talk for about an hour and a half and we're not going to do that. But Caitlin, what is one of those bookmarks that you have in your book? What do you want to maybe, what, what struck your fancy there? Um, the first chapter um, was obviously the first one we read, but it really stuck out because he was like a normal kid at the first school, but then as he changed schools and surroundings, he was just a complete outsider. Yeah. And how did the kids accept him at that they other school? didn't. Didn't. So what, what did Mike have to do to be accepted? What did he... He, he thought he had to change himself so that way he could like conform. And then like he was like, I shouldn't have done that. So it's kind of good advice for those of you guys that are teenagers, you might listen to this, right? Because I think sometimes we try to adapt to our environments and it's just like, be who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Nicole, what did you think? What's one thing that stuck out for you? I'm kind of like going off of what she said, but um, like, I like how he talked about his childhood Mm because a lot of books don't do that. And he like really gets into it about how he struggled and how his family like kind of like related to that too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he does a good job of building relationships. You almost feel like you know Mike, right? And we've never met him. Oh, we actually, uh, Mike sent us a video a couple weeks ago, which is nice. So thanks, Mike, if you're listening for that. But the Mike's a real deal in that I think he really genuinely believes in building relationships with people. And I think that's the first part of this book. He does a, a, a tremendous job of doing that. What did you think over here? What's something that stuck out? Um, something that stuck out in the first chapter was lots of color. There's lots of bright colors, and I was like, wow, this is definitely an interesting book. I'm definitely going to enjoy this. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very visual person. Did you guys like the graphics? So you saw, yeah. yeah. So, and do you guys want to talk about what we had to do in class for uh, our assignment last week with the pull quotes? Oh, we um, took some quotes from the book, like some of our favorite quotes, and we had to put them on a background, make it with cool fonts, and try to, like, I don't know, just make it our own, yeah. that his. So that's one thing we're trying to do is create good quality content, right? Um, Talk about Mike in the book about the digital detox. And, you know, he talks a lot about, do you guys all have your own device? Yes. Yeah. So how close to home did that hit when he started talking about some of that stuff about how how much time we spend on our devices? do you guys follow, are you guys using social media? Yeah, I have social media. Do you guys follow influencers? I don't know. I don't really know. The, the part Maybe. that I thought was a little confusing is when he was talking about influencers and also uh, wishers. Or leaders. That, leaders. You're, yeah. yeah. So that. you're influencing your leaders, right? So your influencers are the people on Insta that have millions of followers. And are they really making a difference in their community? Where he talked about how leaders actually do things, right? What was the graphic towards the book that you guys remember? There was the three things that he talked about uh, there. The wishers, yeah, the what leaders, was, and yeah. What is that? Say that, Nicole. What uh, is that? It's leaders do, influencers, influencers talk, and followers wish. So, do you know people in your school that relate to those? On page, what is that, Nick? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Can you think to yourself right now? Do you, just even in, in, and think about the adults in your building too, can you, could you name people? Mr. Or think, Rodera, you're a leader. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. But I mean, think of that though. I mean, do you have people in your own class in eighth grade that are followers? Yes. Definitely. I think everyone has follower tendencies. Yeah. 
Well, I think we all do, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes do we follow for the wrong reasons just because we think they're a popular person because they might wear the, the right clothes. I think Mike talks a lot about that, doesn't he? And that one chapter yeah, is yep. where certain kids have everything, you know, they have all the, the certain types of clothes and so kids will follow them. But I really like the story. Did you guys remember the story about the cheerleaders at the one school? The oh, yeah. The Somebody want to talk about ed. that? Somebody want to talk about that? Do you remember what? I'll, I'll talk about it. Go for it. Um, so at this school, there is a bunch of cheerleaders that like were all always sit at a certain table at lunch. And there was this one cheerleader that was kind of like the leader of the group. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people followed her. And so uh, she wanted to become a special ed teacher. Special ed teacher. <laughs> uh, so she sat with a special ed ed's kids at their at lunch and a lot of the people like on the cheerleading team like followed her and sat at that table too yeah so that's kind of cool that you know kind of he does a great job of giving us examples of things that we could do at our school because we know our schools are full of clicks aren't they and it's easy to follow people that you know maybe i might not necessarily follow but uh, but i just feel like i have to because my friends follow them so i'm gonna follow them um quotes does anybody have a quote that really sticks out or you have all those bookmarks in your book. Does anybody have a oh. quote that they want to talk about? And while they're looking that up, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, For if you're listening right now, I want to challenge you to pull out your, your device. And, and I want you to go to, Mike does a great job of this, and, and challenging you to look at your device and go to your battery usage and look at what app owns you. And so I, I didn't challenge this class because I didn't get a lot of great uptake in the first quarter digital innovations class, but I challenged kids to delete that app that they're using the most for one week. And if you're listening, think to yourself if you could do that. Could you guys do that? Could you delete that one app? What would that one app be on your phone that would be your most used app? Mine would be Instagram. Mine would be probably Snapchat. Snapchat? Probably Snapchat. Snapchat? Um, I don't know. I think it's a game. It's a game. Yeah. So could you, could you give that app up for a week? Yes. It's a game. I feel like in my mind, I'm thinking that I probably could, but if I actually did it, I don't think I could last long. Yeah. So what do you think? Could you give it up? I think I definitely could. What about your streaks though? That's what the first class. I don't have any streaks. I ended my streaks like a week ago. So listeners, we're, we're just having these conversations with students all the time about streaks and what the big deal is about these streaks. And I, the one student I challenged in the last class, uh, first quarter, she said, I do it, Mr. Bitter, but I can't because I'm keeping so-and-so streaks alive. Again, followers, leaders, right? Doers. Mm-hmm. It gets back to that. What's the value in a streak? I don't know. What do you guys think? I what is the value? I don't think there is any. Yeah. I think <laughs> that people just do it for something to do on Snapchat. I think it's mainly just fun. Yeah. To keep themselves occupied. Is it, a bra- yeah. is it, a, is it like this bragging have. item that we can have? Not really, because most people, what they do for streaks is they send a, like just a, a picture of black, picture. and then they may make an S or say streaks. Yeah, but can they? they but it. then can that that person or that student say, "Oh, look, I have the most." Like when I get you guys together for digital citizenship, who had the most in the class? It I don't know who like it was, but what was Lex, the number? It was like Rosalind. She had the six hundred day streak. Yeah, but look at that though. Now all of a sudden, that student has. Whoa, they have 650 days that they've snapped this person. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, in the whole big scope and sequence of life, does it really matter? I don't know. Okay, quotes. Back to that. So I was kind of got sidetracked there. Uh, Nicole, you got one up, and then we'll just kind of go around and they can... And, and I want you to talk a little bit about the quote, too, if you can. What, why, why that really stuck out to you. Nicole, go ahead. 
Okay, so I don't know if it's really a quote, but it says they wrote a list of things we wanted to do before you graduated high school, kind of like a bucket list. And I feel like that's really cool because a lot of people in high school, they think that, oh, this is the time to blend into what yeah. everybody else is doing, like like wait until college to actually be yourself, I guess. Yep. And so if you make a list of what the things that you want to do and yep. then you actually do them, I feel like you would feel like a whole lot better. I know. I thought that same exact thing I thought because he calls it an adventure log, right? And mm-hmm. so we never did that activity, but it's a really neat. Uh, it's like, like, like Nicole said, it's a bucket list item. And so, and Mike talked about some different adventures that he did with his friends in high school. Yeah. So I think that would be so cool to look back when you guys, 20 years out of high school, you have this copy of this adventure log. How cool would that be to look back and say, you know, we really, and you could do some really neat things as leaders there, right? Mm-hmm. For your community. Oh, so honestly, I don't know if I could would complete it. So I'd be feel really unaccomplished. Well, and I think that's where a lot of people don't do it because they're afraid of failing. Right. But what if you just started with five items or four items or you can get like a group of friends to do it with you that way like you all can like push yourselves to actually do (laughs) it you don't have friends (laughs) (laughs) but i think that's great if you would get a you know a small list together and get four or five your closest friends and do something like this that'd be really neat Mm -hmm. okay you have a quote over here um one is i believe in dreaming differently if someone is already doing it or it already exists i find my own thing i tell i tell kids to do the same before you can, though, you have to find what makes you, you. Yeah. Powerful, isn't it? Find what makes you, you. But that's pretty hard to do when you're 15, 16 years old, isn't it? Because you got all these pressures, like Mike talks about, coming from all these different areas. So I think this book just does a good job of pointing out certain things that I think kids sometimes try to conform to other kids. And this just does a good job of preaching to these kids of being yourself. Do you have one to share, Caitlin, a quote? Um, mine was, we have a finite number of days here on this planet and we don't get do-overs. Yeah, that's the truth. And that makes me think of that one, uh, was there a graphic? Blake did it for his uh, Canva the other day. What was, he said, have you ever seen a uh, a U-Haul attached to a hearse. Wasn't that, oh, you remember yeah. that quote? Yeah. Because you, you don't, can't, it, because you can't take what you have, like the materials with you. Can't take it with you. So it's not about the materials. It's about leaving a legacy, right? Which is mm-hmm. the book, we're talking about the book Legacy versus Likes right now with three of my students in my digital innovations class. Do you guys have anything else to say about the book? What would you, if you're listening right now, and I, I know we probably have a lot of teachers listening, adults listening, what, what advice would you have? Should adults read this book? What do you guys think? Or, or should, they, should they get it in their classrooms? What, what advice would you guys have for people that you know, are thinking about going to Amazon and buying this book? I feel like it would be like really good for teachers to maybe read this book. That way they can relate to their students more. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sometimes there's that disconnect in the classroom, isn't there? Yeah. Anybody else? I can't find it, but um, he says once in the book that you have to overcome your roadblocks, even if it's yourself. And mainly people think they stop doing stuff because of others, but in our number one like enemy is ourselves in most cases. Yeah, yeah. I, I've read this book probably four times now. I think Mike sent it to me last February. And every time I read this book, I feel like I learned something new. And there, there's days where we all have kind of rotten, crummy days. Yeah. This is my book, you know, pick the Bible up and the legacy versus likes. There's two books I can pick up. I know I can feel a lot better about myself. Got anything else you want to add, Dawson? Um, I would definitely recommend getting in your classrooms for kids to read. It's a very good book. It's not too big, and I enjoyed it a lot. 
All right. So thank you, guy. Go ahead. There was one person in our class that didn't like it, though. Maddie. Yeah, yeah. And there, and there's just, and which is perfectly fine. I've had other kids that an adult said, "No, I didn't really like it that much." But I just think it's just a, it's a great book for teenagers. And I've tweeted that before. This is a book for teenagers, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, moms, dads. I think. What do you guys think about this? I saw on Twitter, or maybe it was on the Amazon review the other day. It said, "Before you give your kid." A your device. Phone. You need to give them this book with it. What do you guys yeah. think? I just saw that on the I Amazon think that, yeah. So think uh, we had the yeah. kids give some feedback, and I'll send that over to Mike, but I saw that, and, and one of the reviews had said that before you give your kid a device, make sure you let them read Legacy versus Likes. Okay. Well, thank you, you guys, for joining. That wasn't too bad, was it? No. <laughs> so no. Might have to do this again in the future. <laughs> so, Dawson, you want one last thing? I have one more quote. Um, but you have to understand, the world isn't going to do it for you. No one is going to magically walk into your life and just make it happen. Not your mom and dad, not your teacher. You have to be the one who takes the chance for yourself. And I promise you this, when you do go for it, and I mean truly go for it, it won't matter if you win or lose. This if you like listening to this, please edge. subscribe. Hey, thanks, Beckett. If you would also share it with a friend, we'd appreciate that. You could also leave feedback either on SoundCloud or iTunes.